Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are good we all this morning? Russell. All good. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Can we say good morning, Father? Good, good morning, morning, Jesus. Good, good morning, morning, Holy Jesus. Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for our well-being. We thank you for our health, our strength, for peace of mind. Even in the midst of all our storms, Lord, we thank you that you are faithful. That you always complete every good work that you have started in us. And even in times of challenge, you will only give us, you will only let us have or be tempted unto the extent that we can take. And with every such temptation, you provide a door, an opportunity, an escape route. We thank you, Father that you are there with us, you give us the authority, you place us in the throne in the heavenlies with Jesus. You have made us your children. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you for the peace and joy that you pour into our hearts. As we come to you to draw and drink from you again, to commune with you in the spirit. You fill us, you top us up. With that peace that only you can give and no one else can give, but no one can take away either. And we share the same with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not know you personally. With all those that have turned away and do not want to know you. And with everyone for whom prayers have been requested on this altar of answered prayer. We thank you, Father, for you quicken them and you draw them towards you as we raise up our incense, believing that we have received. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name, O Lord, lifting up all those that we are praying for today. We call on the name of the lifter of men, the one who is high and lofty that inhabits eternity. The one who has made for us the way of holiness. The one who blots all our transgressions out and remembers our sins no more. He is the one who teaches us to profit in every situation. And in every circumstance, it is he who works for the good of those whom he has called according to his plan and those who love him. The preserver of men. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus. The one who taught us faith, the author and the finisher of our destiny, the one who is our wonderful counselor, our advocate seated at the right hand of the Father interceding for us in heaven, the one who shed his blood, that through that blood covenant we have redemption, we have forgiveness of sins, we have the opportunity to enter into your kingdom, the Lion of Judah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Rock our refuge. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the hand of the Father that brought creation into existence and shape and form, gave all chaos and confusion its shape and life at the spoken word of the Father. He is the Spirit of truth, light and life, the Father of all spirits. When He speaks, every thing that is in chaos realigns itself. Is the seal of the age to come and is given to us as our comforter, our advocate, 
the very breath of the Father that is now tabernacled within our bodies, that we might be converted into temples of the living God. We present our body as that living sacrifice, submitted and surrendered to him in obedience. Then it is he who runs all our affairs. That same father of all spirits, the one who brings everything into alignment. It is he who heals our backsliding. It is he who convicts us. It is he who partners with us and quickens us. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. And you give us the authority and the ability to speak that we can use your formula of creation. We thank you, Lord, for that gift of prayer, your legal system that you give us to authorize you to step into any circumstance. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies and every provision that we need in the physical in accordance with your riches. Out of your love and out of your mercy, it is you who provide that grace, your systems of advantage for us. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, a cover and seal, every word we speak and every prayer we make, and every person that is part of this prayer meeting, as well as every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We draw that bloodline around each of these, around their jobs, their assets, their incomes, their finances, their vehicles, their going in, their coming out, their homes, everything connected with their life, their relationships as well, Lord. We draw that bloodline by the blood of Jesus around each of these in their affairs and declare them protected in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus by that barricade. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for, our, for these lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and any spiritual attacks. I declare divine exemption and I command that angelic protection in the mighty, all-powerful, unmatched name Name above all names, name of the King of Kings, Jesus. That every principality, every power, and every other rank of authority must bow to this name. Thank you, Jesus. And also herald the power in our spoken word. As we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. Now I declare that it will not return to me empty. It will not fall to the ground, but will accomplish what I desire. And achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Today we continue on our reflection. The second part on are you in church or are you in Christ? Are we just part of that association, that congregation? Or is there a personal connection with Jesus? Are you fitting in with the crowd with what most people do? 
or are you seeking to know God and his ways, to know him personally and experientially? We looked at two examples. That was one of Zacchaeus, who stepped out of the crowd and climbed the sycamore tree so that he could see Jesus and in turn he got noticed. Likewise, the woman with the issue of blood who pushed through the crowd just to reach to Jesus and touch his cloak with faith in her heart, believing that there was healing that would come out of it. Today, I'd like to start with the four lessons that we would learn from these two examples. And the first one is, do not let anybody silence your voice. Do not let anyone dampen your enthusiasm when you are chasing after Jesus. Even if the crowd is going in the opposite direction, even if everything about that congregation points in a different direction, but you know in your spirit, convicted by the Holy Spirit, that you are given a certain revelation, then you stick with it. A good example here is that of blind Bartimaeus. The crowd kept saying, be quiet, but he shouted all the more on the basis of what he knew. Do not let anybody silence your voice there. Number two, your relationship with Christ is personal. It's between you and him and no one else. So do not let anyone else influence that relationship negatively. They can help positively, but definitely anything that seems negative and seeks to cut you away from that relationship, you move far from them. Your prayer is a dialogue. We've seen that in one of the sessions earlier. It's the dialogue between you and God. When you gain his attention and then you speak, he is listening. So the closer your relationship with him, the better that conversation gets. You must make that relationship personal in order to achieve answered prayer. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. That's Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, not our. It's not collective. And you heard Brother Vivek say that a number of times in his teachings as well. You must make it personal. The third one, obstacles will be put in your way. But be ready to cast them aside. Here I'd like to touch on Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2, where it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, bearing witness to God's gospel, that is, let us throw off everything that hinders, throw off all those obstacles, and the sin that so easily entangles. Obstacles are generally meant to get you to sin to frustrate you, to anger you, to change the course that you are on. Knowing that you are on the right course, walking in the light, they want to frustrate that path so that you divert. And then it goes on to say, <clears throat> and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, 
he endured the cross scorning its shame he ignored all those obstacles he shunned them and then goes on to say he sat down at the right hand of the throne of god so even if people say that is not possible but in your heart you have that conviction and faith you hold on to your faith and you release it be ready to cast those obstacles aside your faith must however only be rooted on what the word of god says otherwise it is superstition if you are asking something that's not in the word of god number 4 do not pay attention to the crowd you've seen romans 12:2 that says do not conform to the ways of this world but be transformed by renewing your mind the crowd tends to follow the trends the norms the latest fashion things language and slangs all these things that are considered modern and cool but your cool is what is in the word of god don't let anyone steal that from you you hold on to what the word says and if you're looking at what that is then i'd recommend reading psalm 1 and then psalm 112 it talks about blessed are those who do this and that and it specifies all those things and then to conclude this session i'd like to look at what it means to be in christ so i made a few notes there and there could be more in the bible <clears throat> ephesians 2 verse 10 says you are the workmanship of christ of god created in christ jesus for good works when you are in christ you have received his spirit his work upon you has already started and he continues through the holy spirit continues to work on you on your nature on your character to bring it closer and closer through that workmanship to the image and likeness of god that he created you in and that is the image of jesus the bible says he is the perfection of that image and likeness number 2 2 corinthians 5 verse 17 says when you are in christ you are a new creation the old has passed away and all things have been made new so you are renewed he started his workmanship on you now he is giving you an entire facelift a makeover renewing you completely from the inside the bible says out of the heart is where all the issues are so he starts working from there through his spirit and that's where the word of god becomes important because he teaches us his ways that are high above our ways through his word and through his spirit that's where the renewal starts number 3 john 1 verse 12 says <clears throat> when you are in christ 
you are given the right to become a child of God. So he starts his workmanship on you. You are made new from the inside. And now he's calling you his child, giving you that right. So it's your inheritance. It's your authority. Number four, when you are in Christ, there is no condemnation for you. We see that in Romans 8 verse 1. There is no condemnation for you. But if you join this with Isaiah 54, 17, it says the heritage of the saints. Now, you have become a child of God and your heritage there is that every tongue that speaks against you, you can condemn. What a flip. But that is what is given to you. And you understand it. You understand that authority. You can speak. Number five. This is a benefit of being in Christ. Number five. Galatians 5 verse 16 says, When you are in Christ, you walk after the spirit and not after the fleshly ways. Are you seeing that workmanship starting to take effect? The workmanship that we saw in the first point, the Ephesians 2.10, that is starting to take effect now. Gradually, as you keep studying the word, you keep meditating on it like Joshua 1.8 says, and you observe to do according to all that is in it by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Then your persona, your nature is starting to make that shift from where it is totally rooted in the flesh to where the target is, the image and likeness. And that's our last one, the sixth point that I have made there, Galatians 2.20. As you walk with him in the spirit, you gradually move to a stage where there is no longer your old fleshly ways, but all that is in you is that of Christ. He virtually takes over you. So when you are in Christ, you gradually become more and more like him. It is his life force that sustains you through his spirit and works within you because he is the true vine and you are his branches. And the branch has the exact DNA, the exact character of the tree, the vine. You are extensions of his nature and his personality. And that is a journey we each must undertake as Christians being in Christ and going through this process of transformation from where he starts his work in us at whatever stage we are at, no matter how low in the pit we are at. That workmanship starts there, right down to our level he comes. So are you in Christ or are you in church? That question you must answer for yourself on your self-reflection. Don't let the evil one condemn you to say there is no hope. You have fallen far below where his reach is. There is nothing, and the Bible says it in Psalms. This was a Psalm of David who said, if I go to the bottom of the sea or the highest mountain and make my bed there, there also you are. Nothing is out of his grasp or reach. All we need to do is surrender. Come to him and say, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to be with you. I want to be in Christ. I cover myself in his blood. I claim atonement and I come to you.
And then when he starts convicting you, the Holy Spirit that is, when he starts convicting you, if it requires you to make changes, you go ahead and make them based on his direction and conviction. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that discernment, for that understanding and the grace and boldness, Lord, to take that step towards you. That no matter if everyone else in my family, no matter if everyone else in my church looks in a different direction, let my eyes always be focused on you and you alone. Let my relationship with you be bigger than everything else. Let me be in Christ and achieve the realm of Galatians 2.20 for me. Let this be the prayer of each one of us. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we release it. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for working on us, for being patient with us, for bearing with all our weaknesses, our failures, our stupidities, our foolishness, our ignorance, and our stubbornness as well. We thank you, Lord, that despite all that, you continue your workmanship on us and you bring us to a closer level in Christ every single day. And you say, see, I am doing a new thing in Isaiah 43. We thank you, Father, for that love that does not change, that mercy that is renewed for us every morning. We ask for that edification, Lord, in our spirit today. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures today. We pray, Lord, for all families that are facing any kind of division or separation. All those battling all kinds of strongholds, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. All those also held captive under any kind of addictions, limitations. We pray in a special way for all those under any kind of spiritual attack. Under attacks of divination and sorcery. We come against it by the blood of Jesus. Under his authority, that blood that has won all victories. We declare every such attack of the enemy nullified, broken. Let there be a release of the people of God in the name of Jesus. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families and friends. Especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that this prayer we make together is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank, Thank you, Father. Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Spirit.
the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Scripture that was put on my heart this morning is from Galatians 1, verse 10. Am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still pleasing men, I should not be a servant of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Jeremiah 17, verse 7. Quoted from the easy-to-read version, which says, But those who trust in the Lord will be blessed. They know that the Lord will do what he says. And a second one is from Galatians 3, verse 26 to 28, quoted from the NIV, where it is written. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew or Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
Hope you are being blessed by these reflections. Brother Savio's powerful reflections, the daily rosary and divine mercy sessions and the Friday Bible teachings. Please share links for your family and friends to join on Zoom and YouTube. Invite them to come and receive that same blessing. If they cannot make it to the live sessions, they can also pray with the recordings. These are available on YouTube, on Facebook page, as well as on our Spotify podcast channel. Also, the topic for our Bible study this Friday is the power of a renewed mind. We will learn that where the mind goes, the man follows. How to renew our mind. And we'll also learn the importance of Bible study in achieving a renewed mind. We shall share this on our Facebook and YouTube pages as well as a message on our Telegram group. Please share those with your friends and family and invite them to join us on Friday. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank, Thank you, you Russell. Russell. God, God bless, bless, God bless you all. Everybody.